Hello again, and let's do this. Welcome to Inspire Me. I'm Rene Dubova, and I am your host, actually the founder and CEO of Inspired Media. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening. I know that you had a choice. In fact, you had hundreds upon hundreds of choices as it relates to listening to a podcast and you chose moi. You chose me. Yes. Thank you. I'm very grateful. If it doesn't sound like it, believe me, I am. I know the cost of competition. I realize that competition is something that we all deal with on a day-to-day basis, whether we know it or not or like it or not. And I happen to appreciate competition to an extent, <laughs> providing it doesn't go too far, then I'm, I'm all out of sorts. But as long as it's healthy competition, where I have an opportunity to win that competition, <laughs> I'm good. But you know what? Even if I don't win and I don't always win, it's okay. I learn from my failures and my failures actually are what have given me great rise in life. I've managed to come up with new ideas and new motivations and even new visions from my failures in life. So that being said, I am going to talk about in this podcast, tips your communication style isn't working. And I'm going to give you some juicy, honey, juicy tips on why your communication isn't working. I guess the question I should begin asking is, are you effective with your communication? And if you say, yes, I am, straight away, I'm going to doubt you because Not many of us are great at our communications and we have no idea that we're not great or good at our communications. And I will tell you that majority of the time people think that they are effectively communicating only to find out wrong. You haven't come close to being effective, much less communicating. Oh la la. So in this episode, I am going to give you some ideas, some strategies, some tips on how to communicate more effectively. I am so excited about Inspire Me because Inspire Me is starting to do very well. Its sole intended purpose is to touch, heal, and inspire. That's my mantra. That's my goal. As a global award-winning international speaker, I have been a speaker on that level since the late 80s, 1986. Don't worry. I'm not in my 70s. I'm not in my 60s. I'm somewhere between 40 and 59. (laughs) Let's leave it there. But what am I saying? I'm I'm effectively communicating without to give you all the juicy details. All you need to know is between 40 and 59. That's good enough, isn't it? But what do we do that makes our communication style so bad? Why is it that our communication style 
isn't working? Well, firstly, what communication style are you utilizing most often than not? Let's start there. You need to understand and figure out how you are communicating. What style are you using to communicate? Are you communicating through just text messages? Listen, I dare to say it, but I'm going to say it. If all you're doing is just texting with people, you have no connection and really no right to any benefits from that person or those people because you are not using the human side of your connectivity. All you're doing is putting out a message in written form and you think you are connecting. You're not. You think you are communicating. You're not. The person on the receiving end does not have the benefit of hearing your reflection or inflection as you're speaking or writing those words. Many times, more often than not, people tend to get things twisted and get bent all out of shape over a text you sent because they couldn't feel, they couldn't hear what you meant by that statement that you wrote in the text. I, the man in my life, oh la la, how many times have I had that issue with him? And I finally just had to sort of go a little nuts. <laughs> Always got angry. And say, we've got to do better than this, you know? Because it's already a challenge that he comes from one culture and I come from another. So that in and of itself is going to be a very different communicational style. But are you someone who comes from a culture where the less you say is the more you say, less is more. Are you from a culture where the style of communicating that is accepted or appropriate is letting someone else do the talking for you because culturally you're not supposed to interact? There are so many different things I could say to you about communication styles, but I've only got half an hour for this program, so I'm not able to literally get into all of the communicational styles. But honey, let me tell you, I am going to tap into five different life lessons that we all live and deal with as it relates to our communications. And then I'm going to talk about the five styles of communication that we all have. When you hear these ideas of mine, these tips... And remember, I've lived in more than 40 countries, a year, two, three years in each country. Yes, I'm still born between 40 or my age is still between 40 and 59. Hey, look, there are people that graduate from high school at 15 and a half. I might just be such a person. Leave it at that. (laughs) Okay, Rone, stay on point. I am going to share with you five life lessons as it relates to communications with others. And I'm going to share with you five communicational styles. Let's get started. 
All right, now life lessons. When I say there are five tips or five life lessons, I'm telling you that there are things that life has given us, the journey of life continues to give to us every day of the year, of the month, of the week. You've just got to figure out what those life lessons are and then how you're communicating through those life lessons. First comes the lessons and then comes following the communication. I've often been heard and known for saying when I'm trying to motivate and encourage someone, when you're in the university classroom, you're under the control of that lecturer, of that scholar, of that teacher, of that speaker. Well, that teacher, that lecturer, that professor first gives the lesson and after he or she gives the test. But in life lessons, life being the teacher, the professor, first life gives the test and after the lesson. Ooh, that was so deep and very good. When you come to inspire me, be prepared to take notes and be prepared to play it again and again and again. Because I can emphatically ensure you that I am going to say something so deep and so incredible and so inspiring. But more importantly than all of that, I'm going to say something you perhaps have never heard before. And that is my intended purpose. So what are life lessons? The first one is the situation. Life brings situation, isn't it? There are situations that come up in our life that some would coin or call issues. Some would call troubles, but situations, life brings situations right to your lap. And every situation that you and I are confronted with, we have to also simultaneously figure out how we're going to navigate around that situation or how we're going to respond or react to that situation. The second life lesson is observation. You will observe things in your life on a day-to-day basis. And sometimes based on that you have observed, you may find disturbing, you may find appalling, you may even find pleasant. And the question becomes, how do you interjoin or interconnect or engage with what you have observed? Are you willing to empower the person who, whom you have observed has done something so awesome and so magnifique that you want to say something to them, to encourage them, but instead of doing that out of shyness or feeling uncomfortable, you just move on. Number three is inspiration. Well, that's kind of tied into number two, isn't it? Inspiration. There are lessons in life that inspire us, that bring us joy, that lift us up, empowers us, gives us new ideas, new visions. Life lessons brings inspiration. It offers inspiration. You go to mosque and you hear the imam give a message. You're inspired by it. 
You go to church, you hear the pastor, the preacher, you're inspired by the message. Even in the university classroom or classroom in general, that teacher, that lecturer says something on a day-to-day basis that inspires you. Doesn't have to be overwhelming or a whole lot, but something is said that inspires you. Number four would be application. Life lessons will offer applications. In other words, there are things that will come up in life that you are required to apply somewhere in your life and in your life's given situations. The applications of life are those things that are appointed to give us a different point of view, to give us a different path, to give us a different direction, to a new path, to a better path, sometimes to an unknown path. Those things that you don't know about don't necessarily come about to hurt you. Sometimes they come about to lift you. And then finally, number five is exploration. Life lessons is all about exploring life. There are people you and I both know that love going exploring in various things. Bungee jumping, that's exploring something in life. A balloon, uh, you know, these uh, balloon baskets where you can be carried away, whisk away. A lot of romantic engagements are done on these balloon rides that go hundreds of feet in the air. That's exploring. Sometimes people do it just to see the countryside. That's exploring. Maybe you take a new course or you, you, you go scuba diving so that you can see the world underneath the sea. That's exploring life. So these five life lessons, situation, observation, inspiration, application, and exploration, these are life lessons that induce some sort of reaction and response directly from us. And it doesn't matter if you are white, black, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, African, Jewish, Arabic, Asian, doesn't matter. These are five of life lessons. We all have situations. We all observe things in life. We all are inspired by things in life. We all experience applications where we have to apply ourselves to things in life and we all explore things. It may not be as daring or as devilish as bungee jumping. I'm an explorer, but I'm not doing anybody's bungee jumping. To me, that's a death wish. But there are people that are known as daredevils that or thrill seekers and something like that is exploration. But do you know that exploration can exploration can also be stepping out and doing something new that you've never done before. Creating a course, doing a podcast. I'm not new to podcasting. I was an entertainer once in my life. I used to be a a radio host once in my life. I was a jazz singer and then later became an R&B singer and had my own album. So I explored all those things while 
those opportunities were given to me at that stage in my life. Now I'd like to talk to you about how life lessons developed or direct us into life's communications and the communication styles that we develop based on the five life lessons. Now, before I do that, I have to first define the body. You're living and breathing. You have a heartbeat and a pulse just like I do. You are above ground and not beneath the ground. That means you are alive. I'm going to talk about your eyes, your ears, your mouth, your hands, and your body. You already know that you have eyes, ears, mouth, hands, and a body. But what I'm going to share with you are those particular tools, or if you will, organs of the body. They're not really organs like kidneys or the heart would be, but they are parts of the body, isn't it? And we all use all five of those elements, those items that are within our bodies that are connected to our bodies. When you think of your communication style and the fact that it's not working, I want you to think on these five things. Number one, let's start with the eyes. We're going to go from the top to the bottom. Your eyes are used for observation. The next part of the body, as we work our way down, are the ears. Your ears are used for information. The next part of the body, as we continue to drop down, is the mouth. I'm using mine now. Your mouth is used for articulation. When we move further down, we move to the hands. Your hands are used for exploration. Are you following me here? And then finally, your entire body. It's used for application. Now allow me to connect life lessons together with life's five body parts that may or may not be hindering you from communicating well and what has created your particular communication style. Have you ever asked a person a question and you you already knew that they that they were going to lie because you saw them do or not do this particular thing that you're questioning them about and you see them immediately shift their eyes to the left, top left or to the top right. That's what we call visual recall. Number 1, that tells you that the person is about to lie to you. <laughs> Because they're kind trying to recall what they told you before or what they need to tell you now or the situation that you're questioning them about. So sometimes when you're talking and communicating with people, the first thing they do is shift their eyes. Shifty eyes. People that have shifty eyes, you might want to look at them with a side eye. You know what I mean? Because shifty-eyed people are always trying to go back and forth on what they may or may not have conveyed or shared to you. And let me tell you something, Sugarfoot. 
Lies are like feathers. Once you put them out there, you're not going to get them all back. That's like time. It never goes into rewind. It only goes forward. So the first thing to note about your communication style or your eyes. Are you constantly shifting your eyes before to use your words from your mouth? Number two, the ears. Haven't you ever noticed that sometimes when you talk to people, they ask you to repeat it? You know, sometimes they act like they didn't hear it. What the devil? Oh yeah, you heard me. But they act like they didn't hear it so that you can repeat the question. Why? Because they're trying to gather up an answer to be able to respond to you very quickly. But they need a little time to gather a quick response. So they'll pretend they didn't hear you the first time. Trust me, they heard you. So combined with shifting their eyes and asking you to repeat it, you've got somebody that heard you but needs a little time to answer you. Number three is the mouth, articulation. Notice that sometimes when you're communicating with people, you're asking a question or you're trying to prove a point or validate something verbally with that person and they immediately become defensive. And you know they're becoming defensive because of how they are expressing themselves through their words, the way they are enunciating and resignating back to you. Their words, their verbiage becomes very combative. They can become very even violent in their response to you. Now you've got somebody whose communication style is maybe to look left once, ask you to repeat, and then when they answer you, they're a bit verbally abusive. Mm, what you say about that? Number four are the hands. That's exploration. These are people that have a communicational style that always uses the hands. Now, culturally speaking, that's appropriate in some cultures. But if you're living in a culture or if you have friends that you know, like, and trust, and you know them well, and it's not normal for them to start using their hands. And sometimes you see in some communities, some ethnic groups where there's constantly slapping really loud the hands. This is a way to overcome you through loudness. This is a way to sort of camouflage all that you're trying to put on them. So they just become very, very active and exuberant in using their hands. It's a way to distract from the conversation. In another way, it's a way to distract you from what you're trying to engage them in. It's a way, it's a defense mechanism, that pure and simple. And it's a way to explore on their behalf, an easy way to get out of this ugly situation that they find themselves in with you. And then finally, number five, the body. Ever ask somebody or communicate with somebody and what you see on all the 
the emotions, they show all the emotions from head to toe immediately. They get up and they walk and they pace. And then they start using their hands and tap, tap, tap with the hands and their fingers and they're moving. And they're just doing all these these things with their hands and their arms and they're using it to to accentuate their words and they're articulating very loudly and they're getting all emotional and all uptight and they're listening and and you say something and they go no that's not it and they then take their eyes and they look at you very hard and very harsh and they roll their eyes and are you following me these are communication styles that people use that's not working. And I wanted to point it out so that if you are guilty of these five, if this is how you're communicating and it's not working, think about it. You might need to change, Bubba. Did you know that over 88% of divorce is caused from one word, communication. And dare I say it, and I will say it, bad communications. And these five parts of the body that I have just demonstrated for you are used very often in communication styles. There are some people who simply cannot talk without using their hands. There are some people who cannot communicate without speaking very loudly. There are some people who cannot listen to you because they're too busy gathering the information to come back in response to you. They're constantly interrupting. So therefore, they don't hear anything you have to say. No wonder divorce is so high and so prevalent because nobody is listening to each other. So has this podcast become earth shattering and very empowering to you? You don't have to be married to have this be true about you and your life and your style of communication that clearly to use a Southern vernacular ain't working. The situation is something that has been observed by the eyes. The observation is something that has been heard through information. The inspiration or lack thereof is something that has been articulated by the mouth. The application is something that you are executing before that person through the total immersement of your body to render your response. The exploration is your hands that you're using either to hit that person because you became that angry, that livid, that upset, to just throwing your hands all about as though you're going to bop that person upside the head. Tips your communication style isn't working. Sugarfoot, I just gave you the best tips you're ever going to hear on communication. You don't have to be married. You can be in a relationship. 
You don't even have to be in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. Just think about your relationships and your connections with others. Think about your social media responses. You put out a post and you've got a hundred percent response, but 95% of those responses you don't like. So you retaliate through your words and you go right back to responding and you're trying to kick every one of those 95% of people to the curb all because they didn't agree with you. So life lessons are very important as it relates to the eyes, the ears, the mouth, the hands, and the body. These, my friends, are interconnected and cannot be disconnected. These are tips your communication style isn't working. When I was a little girl, if I stuttered, if I didn't open up my mouth, and clearly articulate my thoughts, my feelings, or the answer that the person was giving me, my mother would say, open your mouth, Renee, and use your words. Maybe yours did too. Think about your communication style, and if it isn't working, make a change. I'm Renee Dubovoy, your host of Inspire Me. I hope I have indeed emphatically inspired you Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for supporting this podcast. And I hope you will subscribe so that you can hear more of Inspire Me. Merci beaucoup. Bonne journée. Au revoir.